Alternative Radio. So, so this guy was like finishing a conversation, but I'm not paying attention, Jay, because I don't pay attention in the bathroom. Mm. I literally walk up, I whip out my dick, I take a piss, I put my dick mm. away, three mm. shakes, that's all it takes. And then you go wash your mm. hands, you get the fuck out. But he's talking, and like, next thing I know, he's next to me, and he's just like, did you boys see the dolphins? <laughs> there were dolphins on the bridge. And he's just like, gorgeous, if you ask me, and like, touches my back. Oh, boy. Like, while I'm taking a piss. And it's one of those things where, like, the stream stopped, and I'm pretty sure time reversed, and the piss went back into my bladder. <laughs> and then I was just like, never again. Don't fucking touch me, creeper. All right, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Yeah, I could definitely see you getting spooked hardcore. Not only the fact that, like, you're hardcore. touching me while I'm taking a piss, which is a big no-no. No one can touch me while I'm taking a piss. That's weird. Uh, In the, general. The, the issue with it was, it's unsanitary. You were just touching your dick, bro. Now you're fucking rubbing my back. I got to sit with that no. for the next six hours. He wants to swim with you and the dolphins. I bet. I'll bet. He wants in my blowhole hard. And hard. I was out. <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this is our What Are You Watching edition of Super Movie Bros for the week. So I watched some movies. Jay watched some movies. We're going to go through them. We're going to do some brief reviews. And we're going to decide, or at least do a review. You decide whether you want to check it out or not. We'll tell you whether to avoid it. It's it's you know it's our weekly review roundup, essentially. So Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, I didn't watch a terrible amount of new things um, for a change, but both of my things that I watched, you watched. So yeah. it's going to be a nice little collaborative type of conversation. Yeah, It'll so be a lot of I, fun. I have, I do have uh, a few things that I watched. Like I watched a horror movie on Shutter called The Shed, uh-huh. and I'll get into that a little bit. I watched the new Netflix series in the Mark Millar universe. That's one of the ones we actually did a news story for a couple months, maybe even like a year or two ago. We talked about how Netflix had bought the the Millar universe, and yep. they were going to start developing their own superhero comics based on Mark Millar's, uh, you know, comic books that existed, uh, and his own creatively, his own creative produced ones with Image Comics and other comic book uh, labels. So I was excited because I like Mark Millar, and now Jupiter's Legacy has come out. It's the first thing from the Millarverse on Netflix. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Should you put your time into it? Is it like Invincible? Is it like The Boys? Stay tuned. Is it worth your time? We'll find out. And then I watched Mitchell's versus The Machines, which was uh, a movie I said last week I would do a review for this week. It comes from the, uh, it's produced by Chris Lord, Phil Miller, and uh, a lot of the same creatives that were behind Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse were behind this movie. And they're fingerprints their footprints whatever you want to say it's all over this movie so we'll discuss that and then me and jay will come together to review wrath of man but before we get into the reviews that we got for this week jay you and i assigned each other movie homework we did we, we talked did. we talked last week i assigned you they live i came I, out of nowhere i tried to get you to do 
Ewoks, Battle for Endor, or or well, Caravan of Courage. And I argue that's not movie homework. That I argue you I argue, trying to punish me for no reason. I argue that's uh, still coming to a future Patreon episode. So it will happen. I don't care if you have to come here and watch it, and we'll watch it together with Logan. That'll make it fun. No. You'll love it. No, no. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop trying to torture me. It's it, well, torturing is the only reason that the Patreon exists <laughs> is to torture you. But uh, so I assigned you "They Live" instead, which is a yep. John Carpenter movie, which I really enjoy from mm-hmm. back in the day, nineteen eighty-eight. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Keith David. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of my favorite cult classic movies, and I figured you would actually like it because I've gotten you to watch John Carpenter's The Thing, and yep. you liked that. Yeah. So this one is was so, a surprise. Good. I, I, so, so I'm glad. I, I can't wait to hear the rest of your thoughts on it. Uh, but you didn't assign me one on air. You assigned me my movie homework off air. It was Nomadland. This is a movie you discussed. I'm going to talk about it very briefly because sure. you just talked about it a couple weeks ago. So uh, this is a movie that's like Academy Award nominated. You know, everyone. No, winner. It's the, it, oh, it won Best Picture. Oh, and- did it? And the fact that it was playing on, you know, for free on Hulu, I was like, "There's no reason for you." What to you guys not can't see, see is, I said, "Oh, oh, did it?" And I, I put my eyebrows up really high, and I did the mm-hmm mm-hmm. head shake. I don't care what awards it wins. I will review it as I see it. Uh, so, uh, but I will talk about it briefly, only because you did it. So, without any further delay, Jay, let's get into our movie homework. Got a whole lot to say about They Live. But before we do that, I got to talk about Nomad Land. Yes. This is one of those movies where I watch it and I go, technically, I know this is a good movie. I know that people who like movies like this like this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I understand why. There's beautiful Vista shots. It is kind of an intriguing story about a style of life that. Mm-hmm. It seems ex- extremely. Would want- you classify it as selfish? Wanting, like I, I want. I, I would like to at least try this lifestyle for several weeks, but I want it out. I want to be able to stop right. doing it. But she, you can see can- a lot of them. They do. You know, a lot of them do. It's it's by choice. A lot of them. Without spoiling, them. David did. Sure. So. But so I watch this and I go, I understand why people like it. However, fuck, buddy, it was boring as fuck. And I did not ask to see Francis McDermott's Bush, but mm. I got it. You did. You did. Not a bad body, though. For yeah. a woman her age. She's, she's deceiving. I know. Although during the Oscars, when she was wearing her mask, sitting at home and stuff like that, she looked like sh- I thought it was Sean Penn. People kept sending pictures, and I was like, "Well, she has that kind of skin." And I was like, She's got "Oh, skin. I was like, oh man, it looks like I was like Sean Penn's at the Oscars. Was he in a movie this year? He hasn't been in a movie in like five years." And then like there she is, like sitting there, and I was like, and they're like Francis McDermott at the bottom, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> you yeah. look rough, lady. You look rough. You look- she gone are the days of Fargo. Oh yeah." It's it's more like oh yeah yeah <laughs> she's 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 got that classic like aged like heavy smoker kind of like yeah face look to her listen um, listen here doll face <laughs> but no it, put it, up a story it, tell you a story about how I lost my virginity to a stump during the Girl Scouts meeting in nineteen fifty two 
it's a sleeper character study film, and it's beautifully shot by Chloe uh, Chloe Zhao, and 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 it it does it it's, it shows you a real story with a lot of actual real nomads Jay, um, I, within this film. I studied the character in the first fifteen to twenty minutes. I got a little bit more depth in the next ten minutes. Forty five minutes into this movie, I had studied the character, and I was done continuing to yeah. study said character i think it's more about the the, the life it's more less so much it character, is character. I, i'm i'm you know i get it you're probably- i misspoke you know it's less about her like it's not so much like the character like her yeah she's intriguing you're curious as no, far as no. why she's doing this no why she's she just the vehicle the way to do it. she's just it's, a vehicle to tell exactly, the story about this a, lifestyle it's exactly exactly and i think but that was also a big part sub- of it but also me. to subvertly tell you a story about the, you know the crumbling socioeconomic lifestyle correct uh where this this blue collar middle class lifestyle that is that is disappearing in our country yeah and yeah. and and though you and I work, I would say, both kind of like white-collar jobs, we're middle-class white-collar, yeah. uh, we are not privy to this. You know, to, 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 you know, her husband was a minor. He worked in Nevada. And I read an interesting yeah. fact about Nevada, not in this movie, but as a result of this movie, that Nevada is actually like, I think it's 52%, no, 58% federal-owned land, which means like most of Nevada actually isn't Nevada. It's federal government, and and they worked for a mining company. God damn, how that, does that work? Yeah, Jesus. There, there's there's states that are like mostly federal land, and it's that's like scary. That's weird. It's very weird. It's weird. But anyway, well, Nevada has like all those air force bases. Is that where all the spaceships are and UFOs. <laughs> UFOs. We dump nuclear waste in them and stuff like oh that. My God. And then right next door, you have a town like Empire, which is a mining town that exists because there's a giant mining company who was like, come work for us, dig in our mines, get lung cancer, but we'll give you a house and it'll be beautiful. Yeah, lots of incentives. You'll have, you'll, you'll, you're supported, you're going to be wealth, you're going to have a, right. a beautiful, small, and to her house, she, glor- money, she glorified that life, which to me, when she was describing it, where she was like, you know, we live there. Every- I get it. I do get it. I understand it. Do I'm you? a simple guy. Because to me, I was like, this sounds like a, somewhat slavery, where it's like, we're going to pay you a little less than you would make if you were somewhere else, but we're giving you a house. You have your own airport. You're going to have your own mall. You're going to have your own movie theater. Yeah. Like, we're going to give it all. You never have to leave. And I was just like, oh, shit. That's, that, that's called prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's called prison. Yeah, but a lot of people like that. You want to go to a new prison? We got a transport right here. It's called yeah. a bus. Get the fuck on it. Yeah, a lot of people do like that kind of stuff. I don't. I don't. That's that's a lack of freedom. But you're me. living that right now, Dave. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't can know. go anywhere I want right I'm now. Just but no, I just have to leave my wife and child behind. <laughs> yeah. and that's a story. That that's an indie story that Jay would fucking love. Oh, jeez. But a, doc- but a documentary that would end with my death because my wife would kill me. Whatever happened to when we talked about going on a road trip together? Well, that's not happening now. There's a fucking I'm just saying, but this was like baby this was before Ryan- Lauren was even around. It'll happen someday. We talked about it. We'll have our Wild Hogs Day. <laughs> See our boy John, Mississippi. Well, we'll have or, our Wild Hogs Day. From. That was supposed to happen. Uh, that was definitely supposed to happen. But th- there, there was some, there was some extenuating circumstances that stopped that. In that, a tree f- fell through the roof of my house, and I had to spend my saved money to go on road trips with you to fix a roof on the house, which cost me fifteen thousand dollars. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and then we yes. sold that house. But anyway. Uh, Nomadland, it's fucking boring, but I technically understand why everyone fucking loves it and why it is the Academy Award winner for Best Picture. I'll never fucking watch that shit again, and I'll never tell anybody that they should watch this shit ever again. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. I do. I do. 
For me, I, it was an A movie. I I, I did. It, right. If, I, if and I saw this in IMAX, even. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was if for really some reason, like my friend great. Tony, who does Take Two podcast, I know he's seen this movie. I know he's seen far more movies than probably you and I have combined. Uh, but like, if he was like, "Hey, man, you know, I I, I just watched like Nomadland," I would have a conversation with him about it because I know the type of level of movie fan he is. Sure. But like, if my wife's like, "Hey, you want to watch a movie?" I'm no. not going to be like, "Let's put Lauren's on Nomad." Not like it, Let's no. put on Nomad. No, she watched it because it was on the TV while she was around and she's like this is fucking boring and i was like yeah. you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> no I, I, I look to each their own i mean i do this all the time with well people. that's why we do movie homework because this is your own and it's not my own well correct and and, and this is something that i knew well at the very least i thought you should see you know and, and, and it's a new release it'll be something potentially clickbaity perhaps, and i and, but, I, and i did and every time i jerk off for at least a month from from now on i will see francis mcdermott's <laughs> bush it'll pop in there i'll have to go slightly limp i'll be pushing rope into my own hand and i'll have to think well once you're able to have sex pleasant. again maybe it'll help you last longer you can just you know i can have <laughs> we can have sex now we just don't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be married with kids. Ken and do are two separate things, Jay. But I made you watch a far superior movie. <laughs> 1988's They Live. More, more loved, I guess we'll say. Beloved cult classic. It is, and it's fucking good. I fucking love this movie. Especially this? John Carpenter's score, which you get like True. in the whole beginning as Rowdy Piper's entering town. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. Oh. It's so interesting because, you know, this movie for a good while, this is only a fucking 90-minute film, and it felt like forever. I like the way you described it to me. And, you said it was a Western. Oh, it is a Western. And I think it is. I think you're right. I, I never thought of it in that way. Oh, it's, it, maybe it you, is. Maybe you read that somewhere. No, or, I didn't. But, I 100% didn't. Okay. I, I just, because but it is. of the simple fact of the score, yeah. of following this one character and his... But Rowdy Piper, quote-unquote, the gunslinger, rolls into town, sure. sees, sees a posse, a problem, yep. cleans up said town. Yeah. Rides off into the sunset. Yeah, pretty much. More or less. But also, there is so much downtime of no dialogue, score, walking around, looking at things, you know, it, it, just like emoting. You know, there's a lot of that, a lot of that. But at the there's, same time, like a Western, during those type of down parts, a huge shift happens. A huge surprise happens. Right. A big action sequence happens. There is so, there were so many surprises. In I will here say this: the that first, I was not expecting the first twenty minutes of the movie is is a lot about the vagrant life, you know, it, of it, Rowdy it took, Piper. It took me a little bit to get used to because I didn't know is what actually, this movie was. I was like, "Where is this weird?" I I, I didn't. I couldn't really predict where the oddity was going to come out. One of the reasons that Rowdy Piper was chosen for this role, um, this was, and, and I watched this during the, the A&E biography of, of him, was that 
that's very much the life he lived as a young man. He traveled around Canada. Uh, okay. He was he was a boxer. He was a fighter. He I was gonna say he I lived mean, on the streets. He was a vagrant. And when his he his ass and his Levi's looked and, great. No. And when he we told John Carpenter <laughs> that you know he actually had something to add to the story for John Carpenter's story by by bringing some yeah. realism to it because he's yeah. he's he's led that life before. He's lived it. He's done the odd job here or there for a buck or two. Sure. He's dug a ditch or two. You know, and 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 they they kind of added that to his story. He also he's cut up. He also what I read what I what I found out in that A&E uh, documentary was Rowdy Piper is one of the greatest on the microphone ever. Period. He was just one of the best wrestlers to ever pick up a microphone and 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 cut a promo. Why was he so good? Promos back then were ad lib, and they he, it was ad lib. Yeah. He spent a lot of his free time writing down fun sayings that he came up with, so he always remembered them. And before he would cut a promo, he'd flip open this book and he'd go to them. Some of those fun sayings made their made their way into this movie, like "I've come to kick ass and chew bubble gum," uh-huh, and uh-huh. "I'm all out of bubble gum," or "Life's a bitch and she's in heat." Those are things that like Rowdy Piper wrote into this book, and he showed John Carpenter, and he went, "That's you." And that's in the movie. So like he he added to this role, and it's not like Rowdy Piper has like this massive IMDb page of like, no, of like no. credits and stuff like that. But this is fucking memorable, not only because of Rowdy Piper, but also because of lines like that, and also because it has a seven minute fight scene between him and Keith David, which is literally the greatest fight scene ever put to film. I promise you, will be in my top five list for any hand to hand, you know. It has just, action, just that fight scene. scenes, whatever you want to call Put it. Put the damn glasses on, and then they went. It was so good and surprise. I mean, where did I mean? It came. You know, you didn't expect it to keep going and going and going and going, and it did. Well, you have Keith David, a, a large physical man, right? And then you have a professional wrestler. And during this fight, real things happened. There was real fight moves. The blood on the back of Keith David's head, hundred percent real. He busted his head open during that d- during that over shoulder slam mm-hmm. that Rowdy mm-hmm. Piper did to him. Some of the bruises on Rowdy Piper's face, real. Keith David clocked him several mm-hmm. times, and Rowdy Piper just went, "Yeah, fucking give it to me," and just like that's that's what WWE was back in the eighties. Yeah. It was it's more tagging real. people for yeah. real. You know, it, it, there there wasn't as much of pulling punches. If you didn't like a guy, you got in the ring, you gave him a fucking receipt, you made his lip bleed, you busted his skull open. Uh, so that's that adds to the realness to this fight. In that Rowdy Piper wasn't some actor who was in there, you know, playing the role of a stuntman where it was completely choreographed. Rowdy Piper choreographed that fucking fight. That's why it looks like a WWE match. Yeah, I loved it so much yeah i just couldn't believe it kept on going it was unbelievable i love when he goes to unbelievable he goes to low blow keith david and keith david catches his hand he's like you dirty motherfucker yeah but there's also scenes of them like just like like just destroying each other's nuts because <laughs> that's what a real that's what a street fight is brutal and i and i've said this before on the show if you're in you a have fight to. i mean if you're in a street fight it's- if you're in a fight and it's a fight for your life I'm, I'm not talking about like two men saying like let's go outside let's square up then there's no nut kicks but if someone attacks you unprovoked it's a fight for your life eyes and nuts go for them because they're the most vulnerable part of people's bodies and don't stop kicking someone in the nuts until they're vomiting blood <laughs> and you've smushed their nuts 22 pounds per square inch to squish a testicle that's all it takes it's all it takes just saying. Wow. Just saying. But so like, that's that's what a street fight is, and that's why it works so well because it's real. But there's also 
fun moments within that fight. Oh, there is like, so much. When he busts, he busts the back window out of the car. It's Keith David's car, presumably, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." <laughs> he starts laughing. <laughs> so like, they're still friends, or they're friendly. This is like how friends fight. And then they both wear sunglasses and walk down the street together, and uh, they 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 go on yeah together but, in the rest know, of the movie. It, 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 it's interesting because you know it was built up tension that they've had throughout this whole film. Yeah, you know, to accumulate to this. Well, Roddy Piper's entrance into this town is tension, right? Like he almost invites tension. Well, it's tension. It's alpha. You know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there is, there is, but no, I, I, mean, I love this movie because also like the premise, right? Like the, the premise is out there, but not as out there as you think. Like you can go online, you can find conspiracy theories where people are like, "Oh my God, President Bush was replaced by a lizard person and stuff mm-hmm. like that." We're all being secretly controlled by an Illuminati of aliens and 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 upper class and stuff like that. There's yeah. conspiracy theories out there, and here it is, right here, 1988. And where do you think John Carpenter got those ideas? Those same exact conspiracies that we talk about today, and it. It's it's about interdimensional aliens beings ha- having enslaved the Earth long ago and have been driving and controlling our actions while they slowly change our atmosphere into an atmosphere that's more like their home until they they change it. And uh, one of my favorite things is like the leader of resistance is just like we're we're their third world country. They're assimilating us. They're assimilating us into their culture into into what they want, and we are their third world country. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking interesting way of looking at it. Fuck. Yeah. To aliens, we are fucking primitives. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I, I would believe so. Yeah. I would think so. So I thought the story was a hook that you would enjoy. I thought it had like this kind no, of it Philip did. K. Dick-esque it, like it, story to it, it. It very, very much did. I think it just it took, it took, it took a bit of time to get to the to that aspect and it's about 30 minutes yeah. and some some parts hit some parts didn't you know um i would say you know some acting moments were really weak roddy piper's not the best actor no 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 no, not at all but um i thought carpenter showed his shit he really did a great job he 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 really delivered a vision a clear vision that still holds up today yeah ultimately comes down to like you know media being the number one most important aspect of brainwashing so you've you've seen the thing several times after you know i got you to watch that and stuff like that would you watch they live again i know i know you've seen the thing several times so i know you've decided to watch that more than once would you watch they live a second time i i I would and i would definitely watch that fight that fight's so good I mean, that's going to be, you know, a couple times a year watch type thing. <laughs> I first came. So They Live is a movie it's that. Just so much, there's just so much in it. It's they so much Live fun. is a movie that came across my radar as a kid because I had this VHS. I don't know where I got it. I, I want to say Suncoast Video. It was the 20 greatest fight scenes in movies of all time. And this is probably like up to, let's say, 1999 to like 2000 or so. Like that's that's when this VHS came out. Because it was VHS, not DVD. And this was the number one fight that was on that TV, that was on that that VHS. So before I'd even seen the movie, I saw this fight, and that's what made me go like, and I worked at Blockbuster at the time, if I if I remember right, and I was like, I'm going to rent that movie. So I saw They Live, and then I was like, I fucking love this, and then I saw the thing, and I was like, I fucking love this, and I, I obviously I'd already seen Halloween, and so I was like, 
John Carpenter's the fucking shit. Yeah. And I love yeah. his score in in this movie. He didn't do he, the score he, for the thing, but he did do the score for, for Halloween and stuff. He's great with scores, yeah. Great composer as well. So uh, I think it adds to the atmosphere of it. And I love the ending of They Live. I think the ending is just fucking glorious because your cowboy hero, as you put it, which I think, I again... I commend, that's a great way of putting it is that this is a gunslinger movie. Uh, it, it, you know, he, he goes out with his boots on mm-hmm. and uh, the whole world is aware of, of, of the controlling aspect of these aliens. And it ends with tits. It ends with boobs. Beautiful which is, tits. Which is nice. Yeah. It 80s was very boob, nice. 80s boobs. Puffy nipples and all. Oh, yeah. 80s boobs. <laughs> but yeah, I would love I would love for you to watch this again and stuff like that. One of the one of the cool things I like I picked up Easter eggs this time because this is probably like the fourth or fifth time I've seen this movie now. The alien security guards, like their paramilitary guys that exist in the underground bunker and stuff like that. The device they're using to scan and to talk through and stuff like that is Egon's PKE meter from Ghostbusters, and it is literally the exact prop from Ghostbusters. They recycled it, reused it here. But it is Egon's PKE meter, which was a shoe polish canister (laughs) (laughs) that was turned into Egon's PKE meter. So I'm happy that you enjoyed They Live. I got some enjoyment from... From Nomad Land, we'll have to do movie homework again, like every now and then. We will, we just, will. Just, just, just. No, there's definitely, obviously, a lot of good shit out there. Yeah, and, I mean, um, I, I think I've had a pretty good success rate with you so far. Like, for the uh, most part, yeah, uh, yeah. Batman Under the Red Hood, you enjoyed. Uh, the Fly, you enjoyed. Uh, this, you enjoyed. So, I mean, I've, I've had a pretty good success rate with you. So, if you guys have some movie homework that you would like us to check out. You can reach out to us on our socials, which will drop at the end of the episode. All right, Jay, let's get into the rest of the stuff that we were watching this week. Let's get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Jay, so first up on the list, I talked about this. It's, it's a movie called The Shed. came out in 2019. Uh, it is currently streaming on sh- on the Shutter channel, uh, which is an app that you can download directly or you can just subscribe to it through your Amazon Prime like I do. And this follows a teenage boy who lives with his grandfather after the death of his mother and his father. Uh, and he kind of has a, a broken childhood. He is the outcast. He is his name's Stan, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. I feel like every everyone with the name Stan is somewhat of an outcast. Uh, just that that might, that might be Eminem's influence on on us as millennials, but you know, I think it's pretty accurate. But I'm not better off, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't see it. Nobody's all. naming any baby as Stan nowadays. No, no, you will not see that. But you know, <laughs> Stan uh, finds out that there's something living in his shed. And he goes inside his shed, and he has come face-to-face with a monster that is willing to eat him. And said monster has an aversion to the sun, has a taste for human flesh. It's a vampire. There's a vampire living in his shed. Oh. Stan has a best friend who's just as much of an outcast as him with a little bit of a darker side to him. Uh, and, you know, blood and gore ensue. And those who have wronged Stan and his friends may soon find themselves locked in said shed. Mm. Said shed. Mm. Yeah. 
No, that sounds right. They, <laughs> they may find themselves locked in said shed, coming face to face with a Nesferatu uh, themselves uh, a time or two throughout this movie. I had a lot of enjoyment in this movie. I thought the characterizations of the people in it was very paint by numbers, outcast versus, you know, cool kids and stuff like that. You know, kind of like how it did it with, 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 you know, with billy and like his whole crew and stuff like sure, that sure yeah uh and, and and like the crazy boy kids they're they're all from the wrong side of the tracks but there's different varying levels of this was very much the same thing i don't think it had the same level of charm but it is charming mm. it's enjoyable uh I, I, if i was to grade it i'd say it's like a b minus okay if you're so, a horror fan so solid yeah, if you're, you know, check it out if you're a horror fan you're not gonna hate your 90 minutes put it, it on the queue yeah you're not gonna hate your 90 minutes with it like <laughs> i said streaming on shutter uh incredibly enjoyable great man all right uh I, I because you've only watched the two things and we're saving wrath of man for last uh i did watch a new series that came to netflix and this is one of those ones that i'm telling you stay the fuck away from oh. it's mark millar's jupiter's legacy all the, the entire series has dropped and I couldn't get past halfway through episode two. Yeah, that's not good. And, you know, with Josh Demel, you know, finally Look, putting on the tights. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> you would think something. We talked about last week while I was reviewing Invincible after its season finale. And uh-huh, we've talked about uh-huh. the boys and stuff like that. And I mentioned I was excited for Jupiter's Legacy. I hadn't read the comic. Uh, and, and when I went back and after I watched this, I was like, is this like the comic? Is this like what the comic's like that I knew some people had raved about? I looked up reviews for the comic book, and some people pretty much said the comic book's a little bit boring and pedantic. It's pretty much like it's a formula we've seen before, and we're doing nothing new to advance that formula. So, like, Jupiter's Legacy came out post The Boys, post the things like Invincible and stuff wow. like contemporary superheroes. And, and and even critics kind of, like, said it's there's nothing wrong with it it's just not advancing it it's like the way i talked about stowaway where it's like it exists in this genre that we're very familiar with but it's done nothing to advance it and that's exactly what's going on in in jupiter's legacy there's just not enough here that's new to this genre that makes me go wow that's innovative wow i really like that it has some really cool fights in it really cool live action superhero fights but the story that's set up is basic and boring and it's just you know it's a story of a father trying to gain the acceptance uh, it's a story of a son trying to gain the acceptance of his father i've seen that a hundred times yeah i i don't like that sound i mean you, you know you really have to have a strong and i'm the superhero guy if there was anyone who was going to champion watching this it. series it'd be me i know no i understand but it has to come across a certain refreshing type of way right off the bat you can't have a run-of-the-mill corny setup as this kind of story as bad as thunder force for different reasons i i I have no interest in going back to it that's how bad it is i can slog through some saying a lot for you i can slog through some bad shows and 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 deliver you a review for for the entire season if you wanted me to i could probably finish this if you wanted me to I'm not going to enjoy the eight to 10 hours that I'm going to spend watching it though. I'm not. And I didn't. And and that's why I was like, I have so much other things to watch. I have so many other things that I want to check out. Right. That I have no interest in, in wasting my time with Jupiter's legacy at all. So I'm telling everyone to just fucking avoid it. It's, it's on there. Let Netflix know. I'm glad that you spent all this money for the Mark Millar universe. 
you should have saved your money. We're not watching it. We'll see what they come out from Mark Millar next. Uh, you know, I do look forward to it. They, they probably should have went to Ed Brubaker instead and done the Brubaker universe because he does have some truly outstanding indie comic books under his belt, like Velvet or mm-hmm. or you know, there's there's other comic book creators that I, I think they could have gone to. It's not like they're going to be creating a Kick-Ass series, which is Mark Millar's you know probably best creator own series that he's done. So, all right, let's get into the next one. So, Jay, uh, the next one that I watched was Mitchell, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Why do you need all that to take me to the airport? I canceled your plane ticket to college. We are going to drive you to school on a cross-country road trip as a family. Behold. And now I present tricking Rick Mitchell and a kiss the dog. Dang it, Katie. Dang it, Katie. Hey, Dad, can you check the trunk? Yeah, sure. Dang it, Katie. Hey, kids, there's supposed to be some great hikes around here. Just a sec, Dad. We hear a pal about to drop our biggest invention yet. Meet the helper bot. We promise you they will never, ever turn evil. Mom, what is that? Greetings, humans. Technology rising up. Sayonara. Robots roaming the streets. What is this strange creature? Dog, pig, dog, pig, dog, loaf of bread. The Mitchells have always been weird. No time to wash your hands. Don't worry, I never do. That's what makes us great. That's my girl! And we just might be weird enough to save the world. (laughs) This is the one that's done by Lord and Miller. Uh, they, They are the producers on it. And it is from a lot of the creative team that was behind Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. It is fan-fucking-tastic. Really? I fucking loved it. The humor was off-putting. You watched the whole thing? I watched Yeah, of course I did. It's a, it's a, it's a movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said it was no, a it's not even oh, a movie. No. Not even a movie. It, you know, kids movie animated and stuff like that. It's got it's got a great voice cast. We talked about Maya Rudolph yeah. last week. Yeah. Comes back here. Yeah. Here she is, Maya Rudolph, yeah. right here. Danny McBride plays the father. You know, it's it, it it has Eric Andre as the voice of the software creator who created the machines that are causing the problem among them. But it's really about the relationship of uh, of a family, like a family dynamic, and 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 a father daughter relationship and stuff like that. And it, it infuses its comedy so well. I I kind of see this as like the Roseanne of animated movies, right? Because it is your everyday family, lower middle class family, that has to work through their problems and come together to save humanity against the machines. It's a ton of fucking fun. I don't want to spoil like a, a lot of it for you. There is moments where this movie seems like it can't get any more out of left field mm-hmm. and then it comes from right field as well <laughs> oh, God, but it's all it. entertaining it's all fun. And what's this rating it's all fun it's pg it was pg okay it's rated okay. pg but if i'm gonna give it a score like jupiter's legacy gets a d minus you know i i didn't get the i didn't say a score for that but that gets a d minus this a hundred percent is an a movie okay this is an a it's wow. right up there with 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 Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. The only thing that wow. like the only thing that like reduces it is that it's not as watchable because it's not as beloved. I don't have the nostalgia factor to tie me to it like I do with Spider-Man and stuff, but I will 100% watch this again and the next time my daughter goes to put Mitchell versus the Machines on, I'm going to watch it again. And I'm going to enjoy every fucking minute of it. There was not a moment where I was 
dulled or bored where they weren't giving me something that gave me at least the minorest of little belly chuckles where I was like, <laughs> Jay, an 80 foot Furby shows up at one point to fight the family. <laughs> you remember Furbies? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So does Sony animation. <laughs> <laughs> They because rem- because they're our age, probably you know they remember Furbies too. Yeah, that a Furby joke is not in there for 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 Logan, who's seven years old. The Furby joke was in there for me. It's too funny. I laughed harder at that while my daughter was cracking up at the fact that the daughter kept uh, sneak attacking the dad with dog kisses. Like she would hold up their ugly ass pug and it would randomly lick the dad in the mouth, which if you have a dog, you know that like your dog is always waiting just to stick their tongue in your mouth. It's just what dogs do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so th- this, this running gag that like, honestly, that's like one of the gags where I was like, while they were doing it, I was like, okay, all right, let's let's move on. And then they bring it back at the end of the movie, and it's it's heartwarming and it's hilarious when they do. Uh, but my daughter thought that was the funniest fucking thing, so she 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 wanted to get Luca to lick in my mouth, which naturally I don't want to happen. Uh, so that's like a, actually a thing in in the dog world is they want to know more about you, so they sniff your ass and they want to lick inside your mouth. What have you been eating? What have you been up to? What are you getting that I'm not getting? I can gleam all this information by sticking my tongue in your mouth. Oh, delightful. Yeah. Yeah. So Luca always wants his tongue in my mouth. <laughs> Especially if they're a fresh kill. But Mitchell's versus the machines is a hundred percent worth your time. Especially if you have kids that are able to watch like those PG movies and stuff like that. Any parent will not hate their time watching this. I can't recommend this to Jay because I know the humor is going to be too random to add a left field for you coming from the right field as well. It's going to be hitting you at too many angles. You're going to be like, I don't know what I just watched by the end of it. I laughed a few times, but it was, it, 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 it was, it was exhausting. You will fall asleep after watching this because your head will be going left to right. Uh, that's easily will put me to sleep. But that's what I love about, about animation like this is because I don't have the brain for that. They're no. just so, they're just so good at like, non-stop hitting you with this just like they did with just like you know, sony sony animation did with spider-man into the spider-verse i think they they knocked it out of the park with that one they knocked it out of the park with this one all right man we're here the final movie that we got to review for this week jason statham in a guy Ritchie directed movie yet again this one called wrath of man you ready ready <laughs> This is your temporary sidearm. What happens if we're putting pistols in a machine gun fight? Do you have a problem? I don't know. Do I? It's a 10 grand drop. You should have been back five minutes ago. They're serious! Leave this to me. Get in the truck next time! Sorry, pal. RJ, why don't you do some of the talking on this one? Because I just spent a whole lot of time talking, and it's uh, it's your turn, buddy. I watched this one because you did. So, well, you know, this one is actually when you think about it, Dave. You mean you saw this? It's it is tricky kind of to talk about because there's a lot of twists and turns and flashbacks as the movie kind of goes on, so you can understand the full concept. No, no, no. Of it's the it's not flashbacks. Story. 
they they give you twenty minutes of perspectives a, of a the same the same event of what happened in previous events. They give you the first twenty minutes and they set up the story with a nice mystery box that I'm sure. very interested in. Correct. And then they start the second half of the movie, which takes place three months prior or months prior, whatever it was yeah. prior, and they're like mystery solved. It's. Very, they pulled the curtain back so quickly that I didn't even have time to wonder whether the wizard was a man. And <laughs> I knew this, what the wizard was immediately. It's the man behind the curtain. There he is. So, He's over there. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. This is one of the things right off the bat. Right off the bat, and perhaps on purpose, it was way overwritten. Extremely overwritten. It was. And and the first act was like way too much of that. And it was so noticeable. And it was They very even tried to throw twists in at the end where they're like, this person who you thought was a good guy is actually a bad guy. And I was like, you know, shit, I saw that coming. Obviously, they have someone on the inside. I knew that was coming. Well, they, they, they set it up as... The two variables. So he had to bail out. It could have been one of the one of the two. Right, one of the one guys of the that you thought has was one of the two, and he, you think it's this one guy because he's the more of a prick. Josh Hartnett. Yes, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> but he turns out to be a hero. Well, tries to be. <laughs> and um, you know this this movie was such a cop out of so many different aspects that you can only see when you see this movie. And you know, ultimately, I love this world. I thought the world was great. They should have done so much more. So we didn't get into what world. the movie's about. The but movie follows Jason Statham, who is, yeah. you know, in the beginning, you don't know who he is, really. The movie's about a bunch of armored truck robbers. And Jason Correct. Statham is like this ultimate armored truck robbery stopper. Like he, yes. he, he just immediately knows exactly what they're going to well, do. He's new it's- to the company, but he's just he he's a badass motherfucker. He doesn't play by the, the typical right. corporate rules to just do what you're told this is protocol when this circumstance happens no he's right. gonna like fuck some six, motherfuckers up six men rob his Shoot armored them. truck and he fucking yep. takes them all out yep. like a fucking boss he's yep. he, he's extra uh and everyone but there's some people who are questioning him because when he did his physical exam he was a so, so. off target he just right he, 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 he just got by but he was shooting these guys he seemed like a very average an expert and a very average money guard uh or pinkerton as they used to be called in the old west uh very average but all of a sudden when these guys attack the armored truck he's a fucking expert dude yeah. is dude is operating like he is mi6 or you know some some the form ceo loves it of course but obviously everybody around him because there's a lot of you know, a lot of workers, but it's also a very personable people are question type of job. So you you know, it raises an eyebrow or two. So you quickly find out that for for reasons that we won't spoil here, he has actually joined the company to suss out these people who have been robbing armored trucks so that he can get revenge for something that happened to him in the past. Right. By people who robbed armored trucks, and he's trying to get to the source of the robbery where someone killed someone close to him and now he wants revenge on them and that is the wrath of man right wrath is Correct. a seven deadly sin so uh he also is a sinful character in and of himself Correct. watching to this be movie honest, Dave, that's really all you can say about it other than without spoiling it to be honest yeah. that is it that is it now like like i, I said, mean but spoilers josh hartens in this movie as we mentioned and no one's seen him since penny dreadful and in movies since know. 40 Days, 40 Nights, well, maybe, 30 Days a Night, you know? He he purposefully fucked S- off Hollywood. Yeah, he stepped away for a while, yeah, yeah. And I think Hollywood was just like, 
All right, we'll find somebody cool. else that's like you. And well, Hollywood you, you know? was like you were super hot when you were eighteen to twenty-two years old, but now that you're thirty-five years old. Well, he walked. You're kind of like meh. He well, <laughs> he he walked away at peak. Yeah, you know, and and, and you just know, like such from, an early cusp. Women from age. high school see you now, and they go, "You're just meh. You're just meh." I've improved since Wh- high school. Women women see me from high school, and they go, "Now, now that fits." <laughs> You're you're exactly the same, just a little rounder. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I expected if I had married you. Glad I didn't. <laughs> My wife trapped her like a bear. <laughs> she stepped in that trap. It closed tight on her ankle. She's got nowhere to go. She's stuck with this round man laying on top of her the whole rest of her life. <laughs> anyway. Such an animal. That's what this movie is to me. It's a trap. Like It sets you up with yeah. such a good mystery. It solves the mystery so quickly up front. It tries to quickly add more intrigue into the plot, but fails at doing so because it's so it's so paint by numbers. When I look at Wrath of Man, yeah, I see yeah. it as no better than any of the schlock that Liam Neeson's been putting out I, for the past I, five, six u- years. Ultimately, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. But like I said, and it's nothing special from Guy Ritchie either. No, 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 it has no, no. None of the charm that the gentleman had. It has none of the charm that any of his original, you know, criminal movies have, like Lockstock and Snatch. But like I said, if they had a different like writer and director, it's got no character. It had so much potential to develop this world because I thought the world, you know. I don't of, think so. Of these characters were interesting. Like, you know. No, you're enamored by one character, a, no, a beautiful silver fox with, there is, with slightly long I, hair I, I, and a gorgeous beard. I you're know. that's that's the world you love. Yeah. Because that's who you want to be when you're fifty five. Well, I, I like I like gangsters sometimes, and, and I thought he was like a softy. Right, you but know? gangsters <laughs> have to have character. I know, I know, I know. Well the problem with this movie is that it's no character. It's all a bunch of of, of middle aged men on high protein diets. Oh, and a post Malone appearance. Uh, a very brief post very, Malone very, very very appearance. Brief, yeah. Briefer than than uh Spencer <laughs> Spencer more brief than Spencer Confidential, uh-huh. which uh the Mark Wahlberg on Netflix. But no, I mean like that's that's my problem with this movie is there's no character. Jason Statham isn't a character, he's an action. He's he he's wrath, he's revenge incarnate. I get that. Okay, that's his characterization. What about the rest of the people in this movie? Everybody everybody is just this overly testosterone ridden guy. You know, none of it does anything for the story whatsoever. I agree. I agree. And it, it was it was a bit of a it, it was a letdown. I did rather enjoy watching it just because i went to the movie theaters right and saw this in imax and and, and how sad is IMAX. it that this is a movie where they're like we got nothing and, else we got to throw this I, up on IMAX. you know it was just one of those things where like i just needed to get out of the house yeah. and i wanted to go to the movie theaters it was the only fucking thing obviously new in theaters and i just it was a, it was a, like I, we talked about on the previous uh episode or two ago it was a great shut your brain off just have fun at the movies. See, action! I didn't fucking shut movie. my brain off. I kept, I, I kept watching this, thinking like there must be something more. Like they're like the atmosphere they're setting up, the the quote unquote, and I say quote unquote characters, the the, the monotone right. characters that they're giving me. There must be something more than what I'm looking at here. And when the big reveal happens, I go, nope, that's exactly what I expect. You're not giving me any more. Now I love Holt McClaney. Um, you know. 
we we've watched we i mean he he was in he was in fight club um he he's been a bit actor he always plays yeah mind hunter he was fantastic right, he in. always plays this type of role so i, I and in mind hunter he's so good playing this type of role but he's yep. playing it in a foil type fashion he's mm-hmm. a foil mm-hmm. you know to his partner and and because he is this type of that this type of machismo, you know, high protein diet type role, it you 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 expect less from him because of that, and he gives you more. Here, I'm expecting more from him, and I'm getting far less. And when they give me a big twist about his character, I just go, well, I fucking knew it. I already knew that. Tell me something new. Give me something different. Tell me a story that's about characters. Well, Don't like give I've, me a like bunch I've, of archetypes. Like I first said, it was overwritten. And his character, in particular, was yeah. overwritten. This dialogue-wise, you know, is literally it, archetypes. It, it, it helped, That's all it, it is. It helped, at least for us, the viewers, to spoil further outcomes of things. And 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 because of that overwriting, because it was just too, like, what's going on here? Eh, a little fishy. Something's a little fishy going on here. And 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 and, and that's partially why it bothers me that and I hence. Five fucking different writers on this film too. It bothers me that this is a movie or close to it at least. That the studio's been like, you gotta come. Oh, to I was it. right. Five, five different fucking writers. You got, <laughs> you gotta come to the theaters to see this movie. Yeah. When it's like, I don't know, man. I've seen movies that are better sitting at home streaming. Like Love and Monsters is starting to get a lot of love right now because now it's come on free streaming. No, I know, I know. And and, and we reviewed that months ago when I paid twenty dollars to watch that I movie. Know. And I would far rather watch a movie like that in the theaters than watch this movie that is essentially a Look, a paint by number story with archetypal characters. And and Jason Statham does does nothing new, does nothing impressive, does nothing. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's we're right around it's the corner though. I mean, things are going to start opening up. Are you saying it's the the calm before the storm? Because it it, still is. It still is. Technically, technically it is. It's got to be because like this movie, like it's not, it does nothing. Like I talked about with stowaway, it does nothing wrong. You know, and like you talked about last week with, with, without remorse, it does nothing wrong. It does nothing to impress either. Right. It is extremely just average ho-hum right at home for free sitting on a streaming service shouldn't be spending twenty dollars to see this on an imax theater jay thank you amc a list <laughs> because I, I i i paid to see this in the theaters and i was angry when i left yeah i understand that i know and then it was you know it's just one of those things where it is what it is. I mean, right now it is still the calm before the storm. You know, Army of the Dead is the next big release. Yeah, it's getting released in theaters before Netflix. Sure, one, one week before Netflix. Um, I will probably see it as well on the IMAX screen. I'm sure it'll be on there, and it's just because I can get out of the house and because I'm fucking single. Well, unfortunately, you know, you're I don't gonna, have a baby here at the house. You're gonna wife. wait to review that until I've watched it on Netflix, because I'm not going to the theaters to watch it. Okay. Again, if I have the option to watch it at home, I'm going to watch it at home. I know you are. Wrath and, of and, Man, I didn't have know, the option. It was the only thing out to, this week. I wanted to discuss to something each with their you. own, and, you know, tomato, tomato. You, you, we all have heard our stances. I'm more of a theater guy than Davis, but... I think I'm going to be far more selective about what I... After watching this... Well, of course, of course, of course. This movie has scared me away from... I'm fully vaccinated, so I can go to the theaters... Mostly risk fee. I can still spread it to other people if I if I were to, to get it and stuff like that. Uh, so there's still a risk involved in going to the theaters. However, I wanted to go to the theaters. I wanted to to, to give this 
to give this lifestyle a shot again. And I don't want to do it unless it's worth the risk. <laughs> I will yeah. go see a movie that's worth the risk. Wrath of Man is not worth the yeah, risk. And I, I'm going to try and coach you and I'm going to our listeners, too, as far as like. What I think is worth a, a you know a theater well, visit. This ain't it. No, this is not it. Don't go this to the theaters to watch. Well, I'm not man. recommending this at all. Or I, Army of the Dead. Honestly, if this was free streaming on on Prime or on Netflix or anywhere else, I would say like, oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't rush to watch this yeah, either. I would be like, this would be a back burner thing. Just 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 put this in your Jason Statham back catalog like you did yeah. with Homefront the other movie that he did years ago that was directed by Yeah but Stallone. if you like Statham movies you're going to like this movie No I will say that I love I love Statham movies I love the Transporter franchise I love the Crank franchise well, they're well they are very different If this, this had gone hyper violent in the way that those <laughs> went if they went hyperbolic like that yes. I would think it would have more of a hook to it than than what they gave us. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's just different. It's just a failed film. It's Guy, failed Guy film. Ritchie fails to impress again. I know he's he's has a horrible trend lately. I don't know what it was about the gentleman that people love so much. Oh, I didn't love it. I know that. I don't know. I don't remember my grade, but I know I didn't love it. I I liked it. A- Far bit more than this, because at least it had character. I did enjoy that more than this. I will say that. I will say that. That movie showed me that Charlie. This movie is a C for me, by the way. So this is a solid C. Oh, this is a C minus for me all the way. Okay, it's okay. just it's just fine. It's whatever. Yeah, and I would want to say the gentleman. I probably gave a B minus. This is background noise. I'm not sure. Like, like, oh yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. This yeah. movie is right up. Like I instead of Jason Statham, I could have seen a video on demand direct you know, direct the video on demand Bruce Willis in this role. Ooh, that's saying something. That's all Bruce Willis does these days. It's all that Jason Day- Statham did in this movie. He didn't do any real hard heavy lifting either. No, to be honest. Um It's hard for me to say like this movie's worth anything. Like I think C minus and 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 a C are extremely fucking generous. But um, I I think that's more maybe, of a score that comes from maybe. a drought than it does, right? Maybe, maybe. You know, no. I, I, honestly, you're not. You're. You could be right. You really could be right. Right. People who are dying of thirst will drink piss. It doesn't taste yeah. good. Yeah. That's that. That's what Wrath of Man is in the theaters. It. it, it and is, like I said, it is your piss going it, to the theaters it is piss when you're thirsty. Exactly. But it's sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> And going to theaters and IMAX, you know, it's going to ramp my score up a notch. You, you can almost guarantee that almost, you know? Now, I like to devoid myself from that. I, I, I look at story and character in this movie. It, it I oh, think I, it did. I, I think it tried to do story well. I, I just think it failed with character. It did. It's it just, failed. It's, it's boring. It's, it's boring. Guy, Guy Ritchie's worrying me, to be yeah. honest. So um, don't see Wrath of Man in the theaters. Don't spend any money on Wrath no, of Man. No, don't. Even when, it, even when it comes available for you to rent it for $19.99, $5.99, $6.99, don't spend any of your money on it. It's not worth it. Uh, wait till it's free somewhere. And if you have a free night and there's nothing else that's worth your time, maybe this is worth putting it on in the background for for some noise for some chatter mm-hmm. just to have some company if you live alone like jay <laughs> that's gonna do it for super movie bros this time around i want to thank all of you guys for listening if we discussed anything on the show that you would like to uh talk to us more about you can reach out to us on our social medias you can check me 
on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. I'm not as active on there as I used to be. I try to check it at least once or twice a week. Uh, but if you really want to get a hold of me, reach out to me on my Instagram at SMB Dave on there. Jay, where can people find you on social media? Well, I am on Twitter, J underscore SMB. On Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast. Absolutely. And we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So if you could, head over to ageofradio.org. Check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. You can also go to our podcast page under shows on there. And you can check out the handy-dandy little media player that they put there. You can binge Super Movie Bros. You can check out all the episodes that are available for listening right now. We also have a Patreon episode. A little bit fucked up this week. We, we tried doing Patreon and uh, the audio got a little fucked up. So... But it's a great episode. It's still, it's still. So you got to still join and listen to that one. The it's content, a really, good one. really con- good one. The content's gold. The audio quality is awful. <laughs> uh, me and Jay recorded new pre-roll. It's not awful. It's just muddled. It's very, you know. We sound like we're living in an iron lung, twenty thousand <laughs> leagues under the sea. That's what we sound yeah. like. But you can still hear everything that we're saying. It's just not the best quality. But uh, you know, and and I'd love to go back and fix that stuff, but I, I really can't because. All of our Patreon stuff, it's off the cuff. It's it's not there there there's there's no show notes. There's no editing it, whatsoever. There's no show <laughs> notes. There's no anything. It's just me and Jay having the conversation mm-hmm. and going on on tangents and going and going uh, on different directions that we can't repeat because it's just natural human conversation and just us <laughs> in our rawest form. Yeah. Which yeah. some people prefer. <laughs> so. I prefer it. I know you do. I know you do. Because it's you and I just talking like <laughs> friends, like normal. Not, I don't have to worry about being like, censored. Not like people hosting a show or anything like that. Yeah. Just like people having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, head over to patreon.com slash supermoviebrospodcast. There you can, uh, for $1 a month, you can get all the additional Patreon content that we put up there. Those natural conversations that me and Jay are talking about. Some exclusive top fives. Some exclusive games. Some... Uh, a bunch of other content whatever we deem fit to put up there uh i'm gonna do a massive pre-roll drop like pretty soon because you and i have about like 16 episodes <laughs> of pre-roll recorded and we've maybe put out like four pre-roll episodes and i'm like man we have so much pre-roll that it's like i might as well just do a massive dump of of pre-roll to, to our patreon a massive one just it's gonna leave streaks on the side of the bowl that's how big it is <sighs> it's gonna be tough Delicious. Two flusher for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank all you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.